Hola, hola, it's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome, and I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, and I'm a bold stand for confidence, and I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my love. I am so glad that you are here. Today is a very special episode with gorgeous Jazz. Who is going to bring the heat? She is a total boss, beautiful woman who I also have met on social media. Thank you, Instagram gods, uh, where you meet all the awesome women. Jazz, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So excited. Yay. Okay, so tell the amazing ladies that are listening to the show who you are, a little bit about who you are and what you do. Absolutely. So my name is Jazz and I mentor women to six and seven figure success through strategy, mindset, energetics. And it's interesting because I feel like there will be millions of people on Instagram that have that same (laughs) bio. And so I want to share something that feels really true for me and something that has very much come through in my work, particularly over the past 12 to 18 months in being really focused on mentoring like the whole human, right? Like this emphasis on self-exploration and connection back to our truth, our values, our desires, what really drives us in life is at the core of my work. And so I really wanted to kind of pop that in there too, because I feel like, how do you describe yourself in like a 150 <laughs> word bio on the gram, right? So that is really what I'm about. That is what I emphasize in my work is, is really mentoring, you know, women has that, the whole human, right? The multidimensional, yes. all the things that make us, us, you know, and that is really at the core of my work as a coach. You're so damn right about the bio. Like they've added that you can say a few extra bits and pieces up at the top now. Like there's so much changes on the social media place. Well, when you and I were chatting, I was on your podcast and yeah. we just, we, our values, just to anybody watching or listening, me and Jazz have very similar values. And it's really beautiful when you connect with someone who is in the same space or is helping women in business or is showing up and empowering women and yeah. supports women because you're really a stand for women as well. And, and just, it's beautiful to see to anybody listening who's like competition, there's that word doesn't exist. And it's, it's such a word that I don't know where that words even come from, but uh, someone asked me once like, oh, what do you do about competition? I'm like, I don't believe in that word. I think it's ridiculous. We're in competition with ourselves so we can be better. And you're just such a stand for that. So I would love to hear how did you get into doing what you do? And then we're going to get all up into why the coaching industry needs a lot of work and it needs us. Okay. <laughs> yes. yes, totally. Love that. So I started my journey in network marketing. And one of the things that I quickly realized was that what I loved most about network marketing was the mentoring side of things. Now, one of the things that is also quite unique to network marketing is just the the quantity of people, right? Like there is a lot of people, especially we built really, really fast. We built to the top rank in a little over two years. It was two and a half years. So we, we built really fast at thousands of people in our team and that was epic, but also 
so many people. <laughs> and one of the things that I noticed as part of the mentoring is, is there's no one way and everyone is so unique and has so many different parts to their, you know, upbringing. And I just, and I know that you talk so much about trauma and I just really noticed it. It became very clear that the one way kind of old school bro marketing approach is just not going to work going forward. And so that really has informed a lot of my principles and work as a coach. It also informed a lot of my own investments. I have done a lot of work regulating the nervous system, human design, astrology, energetic work, uh, inner child healing. Like I really have explored lots of different modalities, not because I think that that is a must do, tick all these boxes in order to be a good coach. That's that's definitely not what I think at all. However, for me, what I really you know, feel it to be true for myself is I really want to work with that whole kind of human, the full yeah. spectrum, multidimensional. And that really is at the core of, of my work is everyone is very unique. You know, my clients will have very different business models. They're all different you know, kind of human design types. And I really use that as part of my work because I really feel like this is a big contributor to, you know, and I know that we're going to talk about this a little bit more around the coaching industry, but I feel like this self-exploration and we're so disassociated with our truth and what really moves us in our life and our crazy wild desires that don't exist because they are meant to be probable. You know, we're treating our desires like a to-do list. That's not the point, you know, activating our desires, even if that is to own a unicorn, you know, or be a, whatever it is for a day. Like I want to be a pro server for a day. It's not about the actual desire being probable or improbable. It's that that desire activates your life force energy. And so allowing ourselves to actually sit with that and, you know, learn about ourselves based on what our desires are telling us, like that's where the alignment and the activation and the results come from. That was freaking fire, y'all. Okay. So for anybody that's out there listening and they're like, shit, I feel like I've discombobulated myself. Like I've pulled my body and my energetic body and my soul and my passion and my desire out of my business because it's a huge thing. So you had, congratulations, by the way, because it's huge to do this, to build. And I think there's a lot of this is probably another podcast, but there's a lot of stigma around network marketing. Like I've had clients in the past that kind of whisper it to me, like, do this. And I'm like, that's amazing. Like there is a way to do it. I think I've sent a few people on Instagram to you on how to do it in a beautiful way because there it's connection, it's community. Mm-hmm. Obviously you believe in the product, make sure the product is a good thing, but you were able to take this thing that some people think is taboo or Ugh, they roll their eyes back and you built thousands of people on your team like you don't just get that you have to do that. So like mm-hmm. kudos to you because that's really hard to do and then seeing that you're moving now into working with people, leadership, coaching because you could see kind of the disconnection. Mm-hmm. It's freaking exactly. amazing because it is. It's mm-hmm. this and and just to anybody who's like what's bro marketing? Can you explain a little bit of that cuz I say that yeah. to people like what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Totally. And again, I don't think it's about it being right versus yeah. wrong. Yeah. It's just when I first started coaching and when I first started in network marketing over four years ago, we were in a time of, you know, three steps to, I don't know, a blown up social media page or three steps to 10K months or, you mm-hmm. know, niching down. And, and all of that was was relevant and it had worked for an extended period of time. And so that's how I 
weren't how to be, you know, on social media, this very kind of like, here's the algorithm and here's some ways to really work alongside that. And it wasn't really emphasized that, you know, individuality and and true expression really is the strategy. You know, it wasn't something that was very popular. And I see that we're moving into that now, which I'm really loving. But, you know, one of the things that has really transformed my life and my business, I want to share two things. One is treating our, I think one of the things that's happening in the industry at the moment is we've become very enmeshed with our businesses Mm. and we're treating our business as an extension of ourselves personally. Our business is an extension of universal oneness, God, source, the divine, however you want to describe that presence and that energy, our business is an extension of that, right? If we continue to treat our business as an extension of ourselves personally, of course, we're going to take things personally, Mm -hmm. right? We are going to feel, you know, the intensity and the pressure to show up because suddenly it's, it's all on us. When we can build this kind of co-creation and this relationship with our business and really recognize that the vision and the desire of the business is so much bigger than we could ever comprehend as humans living in the 3D world, mm. we start to attune ourselves to the infinite possibility, right? Because at the end of the day, we're humans. There is no amount of healing or work that we could possibly do that is ever going to change the fact that we are kind of crazy creatures, you know, (laughs) like we will walk into a supermarket, right? And we will cross 40 or 50 different energetic fields just in a supermarket, right? Let alone all the other influences through Instagram, through, you know, society, the fact that we're influenced by EMFs, you know, in our home and that messes with our nervous, like the amount of influence that we are exposed to every day has Mm. literally like quadruple times a thousand, you know, in the past 10 years, you know, we don't live in a world where I remember when I was at school, I used to have to borrow dad's computer and, and plug in to get the dial up internet, you know, and you'd sit there and you'd be like waiting for it to like make that funny noise. And then you'd get onto the internet and Google, you know, I don't even know if I've Googled things, but anyway, Wikipedia, like, you know, is AOL. Yes, exactly. So we now live in a world where it is instant gratification and it's instantaneous. And what that's led to is us, in my opinion, we're we're capping our potential because as humans, we are going to, you know, cap our potential and limit our capacity. Whereas when we can treat our business as this extension of something so much greater than that, suddenly it's infinite. And what that also means is we start to show up in a way where we know we're supported. We trust that we're not the only person that is delivering this vision and this impact because we are simply the conduit and the vessel. And we we start to bring this level of like respect and reverence back to our business. Like how cool that we have been chosen out of the billions of people that exist. Our business chose us to be the vessel, to be the conduit for its mission, for its vision. And it could have chosen anyone. And we've forgotten just how much of a big deal that is. And that deserves respect and reverence and bringing this level of like adoration back in our business. And so I think that's like a really key thing. And then something that my energy coach taught me, and you were kind of alluding to this uh, just before around like this, you know, feeling discompobulated and feeling like we're just a bit disassociated from, from what's true. Something that my energy coach, my phenomenal energy coach, Frankie taught me is I start my day asking, what is it like to be me today? Really simple, 
this morning, the word that came through immediately was kind, you know, and I explored that, you know, kind to myself, kind to my mind, kind to my body. And that really informs how I move through the day. You know, I will probably not listen to a podcast episode when I go and pick up my daughter from school because sometimes that is actually not as kind to my, I love podcasts, by the way. I obviously have my own (laughs) podcast too, but there's days where, you know, if I want to be kind to my mind and I don't want to get stuck in all the things I could be doing, you know, or stuck in comparison, like listening to a podcast is probably not the best move. And maybe I'm just going to listen to some music and just jam out, or maybe it's going to be silent and I'm just going to listen, you know, and connect with myself. Right. So that one question will inform my entire day. And that's a really, really easy way that we can start to somatically connect back to our truth and and listening to the cues that our body gives us that we've become really disassociated to. Mm, I love this because I feel like this is the journey of not when you first start out, but when you get to this place like yourself and, and I'm at this place where I know that it's not my business. I know that I'm not the one that needs to change the world. I'm a, I'm a piece of many pieces of a major puzzle. And I had this experience when I had my breast taken out and I was sitting in my uh, living room in 22, oh God, 2021, I think it was. I think it was last year in July. And I was sitting there and I had like a plant medicine experience and I was sober, supposedly. I felt I, was, I wasn't on any medication or anything, but I fully had like I was sitting with the mother or the grandmother or the God, I don't know, I was doing something. And I'm sitting in my couch and in the corner of the room, I felt this like message that was like, you are not here to change the world by yourself. Like it was like a bitch slap from something that was in there with me. And I was just like, and I had this moment of like, you're pushing yourself to this extreme. I think many of us burnt out in 2020, especially. It's like, you're pushing yourself and you are just a piece of the puzzle you need to let go and keep doing what you do, but release the need to or the expectation that, you know, and I was like, oh, and it really was a moment where it changed everything for me. So my mm-hmm. question to you is someone's listening to this and they're just starting out. I'm thinking about my startup squad ladies who are just starting mm-hmm. out. They do not have that trust. They don't. Mm-hmm. I love you, ladies, but there's a lack of trust. There's a, an impatience that I believe is connected to a lack of self-belief because they haven't cured it yet. They're not there yet. There's this desire to move faster than they are. There's the overwhelm. And then, of course, comes in the comparison, the lacking of confidence, the keeping up with the ever-changing landscape of social media. So how does someone in that beginning phase find or what are some of the things they can do to get themselves moving into this this wisdom that you now have? Because we do acquire wisdom with experience. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just come when you come out the womb. I don't believe like you got to you got to go through it. So mm-hmm. what's something that they could do? Yeah, it's a really great question. And something that I was having a conversation uh, with someone else in an interview about was this, like when you don't have that track record of results and that self-trust doesn't exist, like what is the balance between, you know, taking imperfect action versus no, actually this isn't, I, I can't force this. This isn't ready. And I feel like it's a really similar question to that. And, and it really kind of stumped me for a moment. I was like, oh, that's a really good question. And I sat with it just for a few seconds. And what came through was this connection back to to values. And sometimes, mm-hmm. and I know this is a bit of an unsexy thing to talk about sometimes, but <laughs> that is what got me through, right? So, you know, because it's easy, right? It's easy to watch someone like me, someone like you, someone that's got 100,000 followers on Instagram talking about taking perfect action. 
just move forward without a guarantee. You don't need the plan. Just move forward. It's like, well, yeah, easy for you to say because you've got a track. Look at your track record of results, right? And so for me, something that I connected back to when I first started my business was having a really deep understanding of values. And sometimes the easiest way to clarify what means something to you is to think about times in your life where you've been pissed off, right? Or you've had poor experiences in your particular industry, or there's just something that really triggers you. That is a really good indicator around, okay, I really don't like this. You know, I really didn't receive great service here. Like, okay, what is the opposite value and Mm -hmm. energy that I would like to project to my audience and my clients, right? And what that has always allowed me to do is when I've been in a situation where I'm like, this feels good, but I'm not sure if this is like ready to be birthed. I don't have this self-trust yet. I don't have the track record of results. I've always come back to, is this a match? Like, is this a match to the things that really matter to me? And that is what always moved me forward before I had those results, right? Because I was able to kind of connect to that and be like, okay, I really value integrity. I really value sustainability. I really value luxury. And so that has informed like my whole business model. I have six live programs that run all at once, all year round, pretty much. Right. And that is a business model that to other people may look absolutely crazy. Right. It is not a common business model to have so many live long-term experiences. But if you look at my values, if you look at how much I value connection and depth and sustainability, like it is me, it is jazz all over, right? You know, that like Cancerian sun, Capricorn rising, this like blend of the very deep, intuitive, sensual side to me, but also the activation, that Capricorn energy, like let's get shit done. My business model is a complete reflection of that. And there were so many times where I second guessed that when I didn't have that evidence and I didn't have those results. And so my anchor point was always what feels really true for me? You know, like what do I deeply value in my life and in my business? And how can I let that lead my decisions? Because that doesn't mean that everything works out perfectly. It doesn't mean that shit doesn't hit the fan every now and then. However, that is what moved me forward when I didn't have the plan and I didn't have the results was this feels like a full body energetic match and values match for what I want to create. And so this is a moment where I need to take the imperfect action, or this is a moment where I need to just pause actually and take a step back. This is not an imperfect action time. This is not quite there, a little bit out of integrity. Is this something that needs to be birthed right now? Or do I need to let this marinate a little bit more? Yeah. I love that so much because it's it's like you stop, you check in, and you're yep. using all of the brains, right? It's not just like, I should do that or that scarcity mindset or that, oh my God, I have mm. to do this right now or I'm never going to do this. It's really, I mean, if we could use our three brains more and really check in with ourselves before we do anything. I'm hearing too, like, what do you feel is the difference from intuitively knowing I talk about this a lot in in my podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like the fear versus intuition. Like the, mm-hmm. oh, it's just not a full body yes. Or it's like, bitch, you're self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, it's mm-hmm. retrograde. It's like, actually, no, you're just procrastinating. So like, 
in this place, how do you, when you Love see that. this, yeah, because you know, people go the other way. They're like, you know, because Saturn's in Uranus and it's like, I'm yeah. and because I'm a Gemini moon, I gotta, it's like, yeah. okay, shut the fuck up. Let's do some shit. Totally, other, totally. other people are just totally disconnected and they're in the bro marketing. Females are just in the masculine, like go, 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 go. Mm. So how do you personally, and how do you tell your students and your clients to determine when they're in the fear and the bullshit and the sabotage that's holding them back versus in a genuine intuition and, and authenticity for them? Great question. And for me, it comes down to the redefinition of failure. And I don't even know, I cannot even recall how this even came about. But very early on in my business was either a program, a podcast, something spoke about what failure really means. And the way that I interpreted that and the way that I have defined failure myself and the way that I see this in my business is that it is just not a thing. And what I mean by that is when you are faced with a decision, it's either going to work out perfect, like the way that you want it to or better, or it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, and if it doesn't work out the way that we want it to, it's our job to look for the silver lining. It's our job to learn the lesson and experience whatever it needs to be experienced, reminding ourselves that it is happening for us, not to us. And so this redefinition of failure was my guiding compass from the get-go was, well, if I knew that that, like, if that just didn't exist, if I could remove that fear of failure from the equation, what action would I take right now? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that things didn't feel crunchy and uncomfortable and that I didn't fuck things up, right? That's mutually exclusive, right? That still happened, but that is what moved me forward. And that is what was like the compass between like, oh, is this like an intuitive, this doesn't actually feel quite right? Or is this actually just fear, a limiting belief, trauma that is sitting in the front seat of my car right now? And so it was always this like self-exploration that like you were talking about, that pause around what's driving? You know, Is the fear of failure in the driver's seat right now? Because I'm fine for that to be there, just maybe in the back seat, maybe in the seventh seat. Yeah. All the way at the back, right? Yeah. That's never, you know, I think it's really important that we don't gaslight that. You know, I think that is something that I'm not, you know, loving about personal development at times is it's not about clearing anything. Let's just remove that from the vocabulary. It is like, I see you, I honor you, you've got a seat at the table, fear, whatever, well whatever done. it is. You've yeah. got you're welcome. You're welcome here. You're welcome here. Because what this whole clearing limiting beliefs ends up perpetuating is this message to ourselves, to our inner child, that it's not safe to show up as a full spectrum, multidimensional human. And that's just not true. We can create results and success with all of those parts of ourselves existing. So I think it's a matter of like meeting all of that and welcoming them in, but just not letting them in the driver's seat. And again, coming back to, you know, if, if fear of failure was just not on the table, if that just wasn't there, what action would I take right now? And reminding ourselves that that's self-trust, confidence, whatever it is that we're looking to cultivate. Like you said, that's not just like out of the womb, this happens. This is something that's built. You know, this is something that's practiced. It's like riding a bike. You know, the first couple of times you're going to fall off and it's going to hurt and it's not going to be enjoyable, yeah. right? But like, I think almost recognizing that and holding space for that and meeting that re- like kind of releases the pressure valve. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, well, I know that it's not going to feel comfortable and I know that not everything's going to go to plan. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that too. Mm-hmm. I think how we share, and this is why I'm so passionate about 
being a hot fucking mess. Like part of my brand is fucked up. It's like the brand is that we're fucked up. We mess shit up. We're just going to keep it raw and real. And that's okay. It's like who we are. So it's like, what a great idea. So like when someone messes up in the company, it's like, that's okay. Like, it's cool. This is human shit. It's so funny when you said the bike, I'm like, imagine if you're on Instagram and you're learning how to ride a bike and you're watching everyone kill it on the bike and do tricks and shit. And you're, I'm just learning. It's like, where's the Instagram accounts of the babies falling off the bikes? Everybody's falling off. And it's a huge thing for me as to why I shared the fucked up beginning and literally the whole beginning of my business is on YouTube and no one's watched it, but they will. It's like, go watch, go watch. Like when we had nothing and it was a hot mess because we don't relate when someone's at this high Mm -hmm. level, it looks like they don't mess up. It looks like they're immaculate. It looks like their life Mm -hmm. is perfect. And we could fall into that category. You and I could fall into that category Mm -hmm. of like, just believe in yourself, girl, you got this. And we're over here like seven figure, whatever. And it's like, you don't understand me, Jazz. But the reality Mm -hmm. is, we have all embodied that beginning. And it's like reminding ourselves that, you know, once my husband said to me, don't compare your chapter one to someone's chapter 25. And it was Mm. like, oh, fuck. I know. And that's something I've heard before. But that moment, it was like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay, I'm doing Mm. that right now. So just an invitation to anybody out there, (laughs) just take Mm. that because you're right, we're all going to learn. And and, and the redefining failure, you and I, again, believe the same thing with that. Like, how Mm. could you fail? Like, you learn. You learn every time. Totally. And a couple of other things that, that just came to mind as you were talking there, like I think reminding ourselves that the success of our business is not necessarily the result of our skills and our talent. It's the result of how we think about our skills and our talents. That's very different. And so that also really helped me because I think there's also this like need to be more qualified, need to have all the things on my wall, you know, all the different qualifications (laughs) and, you know, and it's like, obviously we want to be great coaches and we want to be great mentors. We want to be world-class at what we're delivering, but the only way to do that is to practice, you know? And so reminding ourselves that it is not about, you know, the skills, the talent, what we do or don't have. It's the way that we think about that. It's the way that we think about what we do or don't have. It's the way that we think about we're not where we should be in our journey, right? Like it's all of those thoughts that create the results, not the actual kind of where you are it's in so your in your journey, right? Right. Because how many people are certified coaches and I've worked with some and they fully lack confidence as oh. if they don't know what they're, and they technically have a certification, which I don't believe you need one and I'm sure you're the same, but yep. they have a certification and they are in this deep sabotage And then there's someone who doesn't know anything, but their heart and soul's there and they know they came here to help people and they're just falling over. They're plotting along trying to, you know, figure it out, but they're out there doing it. So I love that. So it's the way that you think about your skill set, not so much the skill set that you have. 100%. Especially in the early days, especially in the early days. Yeah. 100% because you're just starting out and beginning to, you're so vulnerable in the beginning days. Oh my God, there's like 75 topics that are just coming like, like wanted to come in right now. I want to ask you about this because you and I, again, I believe see eye to eye on this. The The coaching industry is so, I don't even know if the word is volatile, but I don't know if that's the word, but it's just wild because you are in this world where I'm imagining the everyday human being not being connected to their intuition, not being connected to themselves, not taking a moment, hence why they need a coach, hence why they need us and they hire us because they're not aware of what the hell's going on or their mind or their thoughts or any of that. So if they're not aware of that, they're walking into this jungle where it's like wild 
And there are some crazy ass animals that are just going to come and I'll take you. And then there's others like us that are like, we can actually support you and we care and we want to help you. So mm. when you think about the coaching industry and how people can find a coach that resonates with them, like what advice do you have in regards to that? Because I think we're working in the wild and I mm. like it. I love the wild. However, <laughs> it's a hectic industry right now. Totally. I love that question because, you know, I am someone as well who I have explored many different kind of modalities and and different like energetic coaches and lots of different things. However, when it comes to, you know, business coaching and, and even even a lot of the energetic coaches that I've worked with, I've worked with them long term. I do, have never felt this need to coach hop and move around and move around and move around. And again, such an unsexy topic, but coming, coming back to like the values, like I want to connect with someone on a deeper level than they have that much money in their bank account and they have that business model. And I feel like we are that immediate gratification again, right? Like we want instant results. We want instant gratification, instant, 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 instant. And so we are making our decisions in that energy rather than what do I truly value? What's important to me? And is that important to that person also? Because what ends up happening is when we do not spend, like, again, it comes back to that, like, respect and reverence for the industry and for our relationships, right? And when we skip that part, that's when we end up in in a container or having an experience with someone that doesn't match mm-hmm. the intention mm-hmm. and doesn't match the reason why we got in there. And I actually don't think that that is always a result of that coach or that mentor not being good at their job. It's client and coach. It's like, are we actually spending and giving this decision the respect and the reverence that it deserves? Because not just it's not just about you paying money to someone, it's time. It's energy. It's like you are bringing someone else in Mm -hmm. to the vision of your business. And that is a big deal. And we need to spend the time there again, like really exploring, like, what do we truly desire? You know, if we desire intimacy, right? Like I am someone who, and this is, again, this is not about right or wrong. Mm -hmm. This is just in my business. I really value intimacy and depth and friendship with clients. That's important to me. I think that there is a, a story that you don't have good boundaries when that's the kind of relationship with, yeah. that you have with your clients and that's yeah. just bullshit. Yeah. But that's important to me. It's not going to be important to everyone. It's important to me. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of my experiences are long-term, you know, like I have 12 month containers. There is, I don't do a lot of like short-term things. Same. And again, same. oh my God, same. We're like the same yeah. dude. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so again, that doesn't mean that if you're doing a two-hour immersion or, you know, something for two weeks, that that is wrong. But I am not really going to go invest in a coach whose business model is short-term stuff when that is not something that feels in alignment with what I personally value, right? And I think, again, like you can jump into like different things and and based on what you need, but coming back to like, you know, what do I really desire right now? You know? Yeah. And so I think that we're missing that. yeah, Yeah. We're missing that from not just like, as a coach, I think that we have, we're not paying enough attention to the fact that, or, or bringing enough respect to the fact that people invest their time and money and energy into yeah. us. Like, let's come back to how big that is. But also, equally, when we are investing, I feel like we're also missing that step at times and not paying enough attention to like this self exploration and what we truly desire and value. 
hundred percent. And it's so crazy too. I think that one of the, the things that's come up inside of seeing coaches and helping coaches as you do as well, is like, there's this respect that's missing because we don't have it. So I think, you know, mm. you've moved through this yourself, you've invested, you, you've taken time. And I think about reels, like I have clients that just do reels and I'm like, listen, can you get across? the value in 15 fucking seconds. Like no offense to reels. I do reels too. I got caught up in it. I think it's hilarious. But there is like a need for long form. There is a need like in 15 seconds, I'm not going to give you the value. And it just blows my mind. But it's this world of like fast and quick. And here you can think thighs in 30 days. And it's like, no, that's not going to happen. Like we need to have this, this respect and reverence, as you said, for what we do and what we're offering. Do you feel like I recently did a video because I've had and I'm sure you've had the same thing. I have long term programs as well. And my I have one of my programs is low ticket because it's for to me, my underdog woman. It's for myself back in the day. And I love working with my women in America and people that financially want some support and they can't pay 5K a month. Right. Mm -hmm. So doing so, there are like payment plan failures and shit that happens in the company that's normal. Right. And it's so funny because when I talk to my coaches and they struggle to invest in themselves and they make up excuses for how that's too expensive and they are not willing to train for one year with a mentor who's incredible and they are not good students and they don't show up to the calls and they don't ask for help and they don't squeeze the juice out of the program. Yet then they go away and they want to build coaching businesses where their clients are raving fans and they charge all this money. And their clients pay them on time and they follow the terms and conditions. And I said to them, like, you will not attract who you are not. Like, are you a good student? Like, are you a good client? Like, I mm. feel like karmatically it comes back. So can you speak to that? Because it's such a issue that I don't hear anybody talk about. Yeah, I love that. It's like, I think there's a, there's a quote around it, you know, being your best, like being your best client, yeah. you know? And so I think that's so relevant. But something that I was talking about with a client actually, and something that I'm seeing very much in the in the coaching industry as a, as a bit of a theme is kind of <laughs> investing, but then like kind of made to feel bad for like using the coaching and like using the calls and using Voxer. And it's kind of like, I'm just seeing this as a theme. And I find that really interesting because that's the whole point, right? Like if they're investing in coaching and mentoring with you, like you deliver that. Like, yeah, I would never make someone feel bad for like utilizing that. Right. And so I think that this goes both ways. I think that if there's payment failures, if there's things that aren't working well in your business, if you're not attracting the kind of like soulmate clients, it's like yeah. the reasons yeah. why you are activated by other people is the same reasons that you will activate people. Mm -hmm. So if you are activated by coherence, if you are activated by authenticity, by relatability, what actions priorities, yeah. ways of being in your own life and in your own business are not a match for that. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that's a really great, that's what I always come back to. If I'm noticing a few things that just don't feel quite right or yeah. aren't particularly fun in my business, it's like, okay, come back to what activates me. What do I really love? What do I really value? It's like, what is incoherent at the moment with those values and what mm -hmm. is really activating me? So that's like the first thing, but, but also I think the other part as well is this you know, I think it is our responsibility as coaches and as mentors, guides, healers, whatever you identify with as a title to also help someone get the most out of that container. So as an example, one of the things that we love to do as part of like the onboarding process with a lot of our containers. And again, this is a big reason why I have long-term because it gives me space and it, it facilitates 
a regulated nervous system, which is a big part of my work, yeah. uh, we will send, uh, whether it's like emails or, you know, a combination of like a few emails with a little video with me, or it could be in a short module or whatever it is, I will tell the client how to show up in this container, how to get the most out of this experience. Mm-hmm. Here's a concept and here's the way of being and here's a way of thinking and here's a little ritual that you can do to get the most out of this experience. I think there's this like, sometimes I think we take it too far where it's like self-responsibility, you know, sovereign, like, you know, take care of your stuff, like, you yeah, know, yeah. that kind yeah. of yeah, it's like, I think that's really important. And I think like it is important for us to be our own best client and look at how we are showing up in our business and our life. However, I think that one of the things that would totally elevate everyone's experience across the board in the coaching industry is if we bring again this like respect and reverence back to the beginning and think about who, like, how can I help this client to really get a result here? Like, what ways of being, what concepts, what rituals can I share? Nothing huge, just a couple of different things at the start of an experience. What can I tell them to help them be the best client? Mm -hmm. That's also on us as coaches and mentors. And I think that's also something that we can forget too. It's like, I only want to work with self-responsible people that just take care of their shit. And it's like, well, also you, that's a co-creation. That's a relationship that is like, you need to support them to be a really great client also. Yeah. And also like why we go to coaches. Like I go to coaches because I'm like, there's an area where there's a lack. There's an area that needs attention. There's an area that I need to be better at. So I'm calling on you to hold space and support me. And like you said, we're co-creating this experience. I think it's beautiful. Um, We do the same, like, and I've had this one program for four years, the sisterhood, and our team sits weekly and weekly we're shifting and changing and tweaking and doing this. And it's like four years, this program is an asset. I could sell this to someone. It's a fucking asset. And we yeah. are still, I mean, I mean, you do the same. We're designing and I'm designing and I'm designing. And I'm like, how can this be better? How can we support women more? How can we do this? And it's like, if we lose that and we fall in love with our shit and we think we're amazing and they're so lucky to be working with us, like we have it wrong because it is, like you said, a co-creation and we constantly need to be up-leveling the experience with these amazing clients who are coming to us and more people that we want to get because onboarding mm-hmm. someone, I mean, imagine when we join programs, we feel overwhelmed. I can't imagine how someone else will feel. So really mm. being mindful. I love that tip. If you're listening, make sure that you do that in a way that feels good for you. Really looking after those clients, no matter what price point they're paying, looking mm. after that experience. There was something that you mentioned that I really love. Everything here, obviously, everybody is about values and tuning into what feels good for you. So we're not telling you what to do. Jazz is mm. offering her insight. But also mm. what I'm hearing is a lot of what feels good for you? What's important to you? Some people are, are really, they love in t- like small communities and mm-hmm. other people want to be. And so if you're looking for a coach, make sure you suss out what kind of person they are. Like, I'm like a million. I want like millions of women. So if you like small communities, do not come work with me <laughs> because I'm like, shove yes. more people. Let's go. Let's go. Like tribe, right? But one of the things that you you are mentioning that's it's it's so powerful. It's like when you know your values and you know what you're about, that in itself, client or coach is going to guide you to know what the next steps are. And it's like, holy moly, how do those maybe who aren't in touch with that, how can they bring up, like, do you have a process that you do for values? Again, self-exploration is at the core of everything that I do. And so regardless of the container, the investment, you know, whatever it is, 
most of my clients will complete some kind of activating your authentic voice, activating your authentic brand. You know, they'll really set some intentions around visibility. And so that self-exploration, mm-hmm. it's very like multi, multifaceted, you know, all the way to like the way that we dress, you yeah. know, again, yeah. like this isn't about having like fancy clothes and always looking fancy. Like yesterday when I asked myself that question around, what is it like to be me today? The word that came through was comfy. Yeah. So I wore my comfy jeans, you know, I wore my hair back. I just put some tinted moisturizer on. Like I didn't kind of get all dressed up. But then there's other days where a client will get in a call with me and I'm like dressed to the nines and I've yeah. got all my jewelry on. And, you know, it's like, it's about like, like what feels most me today, you know? And it, and it can be as simple as what are we choosing to wear? You know, are we saving the nice dresses oh, yes. for the special occasion and forgetting that life is the special occasion? Oh my God, right? 100%. Yeah. So it's starting to explore that. And when it comes specifically to values, I personally feel like what has been easiest for me to recognize is what are some, you know, it's times in my life or experiences in, in my industry that I really haven't enjoyed. And so, for example, I was talking about this with a client yesterday and she wants to create a mastermind and the way, like very structured, like very kind of like continuous adding of content and you know, just, just very kind of planned out and structured. And when we started to explore containers that she'd been in that she hadn't enjoyed, uh, experiences where she felt like a real, like, you know, we've all been there, right? Where it's like someone says something and we're like, oh, no, yeah, that's, yeah, it's like yeah. that visceral response in our body. And she started rattling off, like, you know, I was once in this container where it was very much like this step by step approach and we had to follow, like, her kind of way of like creating a conversion event, like creating the offer and all of these things. And again, this is not about right or wrong. It was just, yeah. I couldn't like, it was so overwhelming. Like, I don't, don't, don't give me a process. Don't tell me what to do. Just give me some like, you know, and I was like, okay, so let's not create a mastermind then. <laughs> that is like, not to do. This, do, exactly yeah. right. It's like, it's like, let that inform. And, you know, and even with her content, her content was very kind of like, step by step and things like this. And and I've had moments in my business where I'm like, should I write more content like that? Like, should I have more kind of tangible steps? And I'm like, when have I ever fucking followed a formula? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like that's not me. And so my whole feed is just full of personal stories, like aspirational content, you know, ways of thinking, you know, that is different, different concepts. Because if someone comes to me that really desires plans, you know, that really desires to forecast a year in their business, I am so not the coach. I don't plan anything, you know, so we need to make sure that what we are doing is, is coherent. And so sometimes starting with all the things that piss you off, you know, all the experiences that haven't been fun is a really great anchor point for, okay, what is the opposite that I would like to project? I love that. Mm. I love that so much because it's, it's, we think it's like, what are the five ways to do values? What are the 10 steps? It's like, uh, Oprah talks about this, like your life shows you, your, look around your life, yeah. like look yeah. around what experiences, what mm. friends, what you love, what you don't love and, and really uh, permission for you to just pay attention to your surroundings, your energy, how you feel when you're around certain things, when you do certain stuff. So if you feel maybe like you've been overwhelmed or you've been following and listening, and I say one of the lines I say to all my clients is like, question what I say. Like, don't believe what I say. Question it. Like, fight it. If it doesn't resonate, don't fucking do it. Like, you don't have to do. I I can't stand. I can't stand the cookie cutter thing because as if you're going to join my program and I'm going to teach you to be me. And there's a thing that pisses me off and I'm sure it pisses you off too. And I've, I've got yes. like, I've wrote notes about this dress because I'm like, that's going to be a reel. That's going to be a fucking podcast. That's going to be a post. 
you do not buy the coach when you join the program. Okay. Like stop thinking. Mm-hmm. And I, there's people out there that we know about that unfortunately attract. And I believe energetically these clients attracted this person because they need that experience. And it sucks because that experience is going to be painful and maybe mm-hmm. expensive, like narcissistic kind of relationships in business and coaching. And this person has attracted this coach or this coach has attracted this person. And this person's like, I'm going to become jazz. When mm-hmm. I join Erica's program, I'm going to be like Erica and everything Erica does, I have to do. And it's like, like, mm-hmm. don't go buying a person. Like, yeah, just, it's like that, um, ca- calibrate to that energy. It's like, no, you come into my container to calibrate to your own energy. Yeah. You bring the mix and we have this beautiful song. It's like a piece mm-hmm. of the orchestra. It's not like we're all going to sing the same tune. How boring. Like, and yes. I think that it's something that uh, I've been telling my clients, like, hey, my personal Erica, what I believe and how I do my thing in my family, my sexual relationship with my kids and all that, that's not a part of the sisterhood. The sisterhood mm-hmm. is the six modules, this, 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 me outside, that's me. You don't have to believe. And I think with this whole pandemic, when we spoke on your podcast, which I'm going to mm-hmm. link in the show notes, we talked about that a little bit, like, where's my mm-hmm. business and what I do as a business? And then where's my personal beliefs? You're not buying Jazz's values. It's such a thing. Mm, And I think it comes back again to that, what we're talking about at the start of this conversation around separating ourselves from our business. Yeah. You know, I think the the biggest reason why we are, why there's this theme around like buying the person and proximity and calibrating to them and, and, and this whole kind of theme is that we are also really enmeshed you know, personally to our business. And it, it is not an extension of ourselves personally. It's an extension of something way beyond human comprehension. And so I think that is also, again, contributing to this like, you know, need. I need to be in that person's energy. I need to be around them. I need to be like them because yeah. we are showing up in our business like yeah. that. Yeah. And I'm going to get the results she's got. It's like, no, you're going to create some, mm-hmm. I love what you said in the beginning. It felt very beautiful. Like I can't dream my future. Like I will rip myself off if I even try to tell you what my amazing future is going to be. Like I will mm-hmm. cut down so much of the goodness that can you imagine your life right yeah. now? Like I yeah. wouldn't have dreamed this. I would have dreamed like this big. And now it's like this thing. Yes. And I'm like, I have so much joy and I love my husband. <laughs> like My life is amazing and perfect now, almost, but not, you know, but I'm like, yeah, I would have never dreamed this. I would have given myself 2% totally. of this, not even, you totally. know? So I really love that you share that because it's like this trust and alignment that things that you want will happen and then some, and you don't have to make it happen. Yeah. yeah and I think as well, like, I think something that's happening a lot uh, around the industry too, is feeling like where we should be further along. And this is not also a conversation around like, I've cracked the code and like, I don't ever feel this way. It's like, no, there's no codes here. You know, it's like, I have shit days too. I think though, that like when we can separate ourselves from our business and be reminded that it is so much bigger than we could ever comprehend. It's like, I don't need to be in a rush. You know, my nervous system needs some love today. That's what we're doing, Yeah, you know? And I think that's what's really allowed me to be really patient. You know, like our signature mastermind, which is expansion, that is a 12 month experience and very full service, you know, access to my team, energetics, my like everything. And I had that idea in the first year of my business, but the way that it was going to be in integrity with my values, 
I couldn't have created it then. I didn't have a team. I didn't have the experience that I wanted to have energetically. Like it was not ready to be birthed. And I could have very easily tried to force something out there or told myself that there was something wrong or panicked when I saw other people doing it. But I didn't. I was patient because I was like, I've been trusted with this idea by my business. And the vision that the business has is way bigger than what I can produce right now. So I'm just going to sit on it and I'm going to deliver it when I can. And when we delivered it, we had a half million dollar launch, right? Because I waited and I was patient and I delivered it exactly the way that my business desired it to be delivered. I just want to kiss you. You're amazing. That is just the best thing ever because that's a big thing. We worry like there's this scarcity. Like if I don't do it now, it's not going to happen. And it bleeds into our, if I don't get married now, I'm 30. If I don't do this now, I'll never do it. If I don't take this shitty job that I hate, I won't get another shitty job that I hate. It's like, oh no, those shitty jobs are there. I love the trust that you have and I love who you are in the world and how you show up and the welcoming of all the pieces and all the parts of the women that you serve. It's so necessary and so needed. It is not compartmentalized. You know, Mm -hmm. this is that, this is this. So we are fully expressed and yet Mm -hmm. trusting and allowing and and believing that we're not the ones making it happen. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's doing us and we're also doing it. And it's like a co-creation and it's freaking incredible. Jazz. Come to Melbourne so I can hug you in real life, please. I know. Well, now I'm allowed to actually go. So yay. (laughs) Now you can leave the damn state. Okay. So tell us, I know the people are going to be like, who is this woman, my spirit animal? How can people find you? And what do you have going on? Uh, Share all the things with us. Absolutely. So come and hang out with me on the gram. I am the one that is in my inbox. So if you've listened to this episode, Come and have a chat. Come and share with me some things that have resonated, exploring the values. You know, maybe you've had a couple of downloads as part of listening to this episode. So come and send me a DM on Instagram and yeah, and we can have a little bit of a chat. Uh, obviously, you can have a look at my website as well if you like. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's, it is it is beautiful. I oh, Freya, who has done the last like three so, iterations of my website, is amazing. Rebrand is so good. Yes, so good. yes. And I've got a podcast as well, the All That Jazz podcast. So, but yeah, come and chat to me on Instagram. I'm the one that's in my DM. So I'd love to hear from you. Oh, I love it. Okay. We appreciate your time and your energy and your beautiful soul. Thank you so much for the work that you do, Jazz. And everyone head to the link in the show notes, connect with her and let us know what you got from this episode, whether you listened or you watched it. There was so many gold nuggets. I'm already thinking about the audio snippets that are going to be cut out of this one because it was so good. Thank you for your time, Jazz. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to, and I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.